0: everybody welcome once again to our morning time here at the Digital Cathedral this is the time of the week that we just kind of set everything aside and just focus on some spiritual things and I hope today let me just give you a warning up front hope you have your spiritual ears and eyes on because we're gonna dive deep today in some things Uh, so I want you to, to just focus and give me your full concentration for the next few minutes I won't be long today. When I say long, you know, I usually go about 45 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. So just really focus in, get your coffee hot, get your Bibles ready. I'm going to kind of jump back and forth today between the New King James, the Amplified and the Passion Translation. I've really come to like the Passion Translation. I've had it on my shelf for a long time, I've never really concentrated on it, but lately I've picked it up. And there are some really good nuggets in the Passion Translation. So uh, along with the mirror and a few other uh, paraphrase translations, I, I, I recommend it. So get your spiritual eyes and ears on, get your coffee ready, your Bible's warmed up, because we're gonna hit some things today that build on what we jumped into last week. Now let me remind you, we're in this unlimited series, and this is number 10, unlimited, this is number 10 in the series, Uh, and I I didn't add anything to unlimited but uh, I want to look at four dimensions of this unlimited last week we looked at the power source of the unlimited or the ascended or the higher dimension life and we saw that the power source that fuels this thing is being in union we spent the whole time last week talking about union so if you if you missed last week I tend to build one week on the next, so you, if you miss something, you need to listen during the week so that you stay up to speed, okay? So last week, we talked about the power source of the unlimited, which is the union that we have, the oneness that we have with the Father. And as long as there's any degree in your mind of separation between you and the Father, then you're never going to hit this unlimited stride. Uh, you got to get this issue settled. You have to get this settled and you if you need to meditate and think about it until your mind is convinced of what your spirit knows to be true, then that's that's the route you need to take. You can't believe too much in oneness. You can't believe too much in union. You're not going to become a, a, a union with Christ heretic. You can't go overboard with this. It's impossible. Uh, it, it's worth thinking about, and I, I was meditating on it this week, and as I meditated on it, I began to see that what a favorite I am of the Father. I'm favored of the Father, and that just became out of my oneness. I felt like John the Apostle, who felt he was the favorite, right? And all of us need to feel in that, that place that we're the favorite, the Father's favorite, and you will. You can, if you'll just dwell on it until you are fully convinced, and I'm going to tell you something, it will take you to a lot of high places. It'll take you to a lot of high places. Once that issue is settled, that you are one with Him, and you have been one with Him since all before time, but especially since the crucifixion to the ascension, that really nailed it down in our consciousness. When that happens, when you've got this nailed down, your whole world shifts. There's an an entire transition that takes place. Now, I can't get a hold of it for you. I can teach it, but I can't get a hold of it for you. This is something that you have got to grasp. This is something that you have got to um, be able to embrace for yourself. Paul got it. When Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, Paul was saying, he now is my life source that we have joined together. We're now in union and we have one life source, then it's him. Something struck me, powerful, powerful, powerful thought. I know that the scripture says, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, I was pondering on that this week, and man, it just dropped into my spirit. This is how powerful we are. This is how much in union we are. The spirit in you, listen to me, the spirit in you raised Jesus from the dead. The spirit that is within you raised Jesus from the dead the dead. I'm telling you something that's a potent force that's a that's a that's a power force to be reckoned with and so now your life because you are in union with him your life is now hidden with Christ in the Father. Now that's just kind of a recap on last week but you need to go back and look at it because once you know that you know that you know that you know that you have ascended with him in union then here's what i want to get at this morning this is the second part of this when you know that you've ascended with with him in union absolutely convinced of it you're not you're not doubting questioning it anymore you see yourself there then you're going to begin to see from a different a totally different perspective so that's what i want to talk about this morning i want to talk about the perspective of the unlimited the perspective of the ascended lifestyle of the higher dimension living now I don't think I'm, I'm being new age here, but it's it's a lifestyle that views things from a higher vibration. And I think you might catch what I mean by that. So I'm not off into new age, but I think you might understand if I say it's a higher vibrational level where you begin to see. You see through the eyes of him that you've ascended with. And if you don't think you're in union with him, then you're never gonna see from his perspective. You're never gonna see f- through his eyes. So last week and this week, build, and by the time I get to the end this morning, you're going to see some things that I think are it's going to blow your mind. It's going to shake your world. It's going to mess you up. I believe it will, but it's good. It's all good. Believe me, it's all good. It's all good. So now we begin to see from a divine Christ-centered perspective. If you're in union with him, ascended with him, can you just logically see that your view is going to begin to change? Now let me give you a couple of scriptures on this. And I'm going to start with the amplified this morning over in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and the first two verses. Man, I hope I get through all this this morning cuz I got so much to do in the weeks that are ahead that I can't afford I can't afford to miss a beat. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Now we're seeing from a higher different perspective. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 says this. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So if you have been raised with Christ, then guess where you're seated this morning? I, I know you know this. You're seated at the right hand of God. Now that has to become, that has to become the view from which you see Everything. Everything. All right. Let, let me read Ephesians chapter two verse six out of the Passion translation, and uh, he says somewhat the same thing, but just a, a little bit different. And I I like the way the Passion puts this. Ephesians chapter two verse six says that he raised us up with Christ the exalted one. He raised us up. That's that's where you're at. And we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. So. When you see, you're seeing from the authority of the heavenly realm, from that, that perspective, from that viewpoint. For we are now co seated as one with Christ. So that goes back to what we taught last week on the union. We're now co seated heavenly places next to the Father as one in union with Christ. So the two things that I taught, the thing I taught last week, the thing I'm teaching this week, they work together, they intertwine the union and the perspective. So what what does that really mean when the scripture says that we seek things that are above? Now again, don't get separation in your mind. If you're thinking above means out there somewhere and you're here and you're trying to get to what is out there, that's not seeking things above. Seeking things above means it's on a higher dimension. Again, it's on a higher vibrational level. It's on a higher consciousness. Let me say it this way. When you seek things above, you're seeking things that are not visible to the natural eye. Now that's going to open some things up. You now, seated with Him, have an eye for the invisible. Isn't it, isn't it the Father that calls things that be not as though they are? Because He has an eye for the invisible. You're sitting next to Him, you have an eye for the invisible. So when you have an eye for what you can't see, but you see it with spirit eyes, you hear it with spirit ears, and I hope that's the way you come into the digital cathedral every Sunday morning, that you come in with eyes and ears that are spirit bent. When that happens, then all of a sudden you've got this new set of values because you're seeing from a new perspective. No longer are you carnally-minded, no longer sense-minded, carne, flesh, that's death. There's no, there's no Zoe in, in carnal-minded. To be spirit-minded, to, to see from spirit perspective from that level, that vibration, is life and peace. So we could say that where there is Zo, you can go. And if there's no Zo way, no go way. There's no, go, there's no Zo way, no go way in, in flesh dimension. Where the life is, where the life springs, is seeing from spirit, being led by spirit. All right, now you're sitting next to the Father in Christ, next to the Father. You got this perspective. And you're starting to see through his eyes as he sees. So now you're starting to take on his values. You're starting to take on his viewpoint, his outlook. You're looking at situations and circumstances from his angle. This is where that, what I taught on prayer a few weeks ago. This is where that communion comes in because it's in communion, that that face-to-face. It's not, not you're praying on your knees, begging his squalling and bawling and crying for God to do something. It's that face-to-face communion that starts to bring revelation and opens this dimension up. Some of you I know are already experiencing it. You're living there. You're living there. So now we look at, now we look through the eyes of our power source. Our power source is union, all right? Union with him, one with him. Now we're starting to look through the eyes of that power source. And that now, listen to me, this is good. That now becomes your normal view because of the union that we taught last week, the union that you have with him that now becomes your normal view. Are you tracking with me? Are you, are you still with me this morning? Now, your soul isn't gonna like this. This is, this is a huge shift. Your soul isn't gonna like you starting to see through the perspective, the angle, the dimension of the one that you're seated next to in heavenly places and that you're in union with. Your soul's not gonna like it. Your mind, your will, and your emotions because they've been used to running the show. All of us, for the most part, were were, uh, cultivated, we were groomed from early childhood to live by our emotions, live by logic, what we see, what we sense, what we feel, what data we take in. That's the way that we live. But you're now seated with the Father with no separation. No separation. So the Father whispers in your ear, he leans over, you're seated next to him, he leans over and whispers in your ear and here's what happens. Here's what happens. Let me read this out of the New King James. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Here's what happens. Father leans over and speaks to you. And here, all of a sudden, you, because you're hearing with ears of the spirit, you're seeing with the eyes of the spirit, seeing from his perspective, all of a sudden, here's, here's what happens. This is a very familiar verse, but let me break it down for you a little bit. It says, For the word of God is living and active and full of power. Making it operative energizing and effective it is sharper than any two-edged sword Penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit the, the completeness of the person and of both joints and marrow the deepest parts of our nature exposing listen exposing and judging the very thoughts and Intentions of the heart now what it says in the New King James Very simply is that the word of God is quick and powerful now the word of God is not in the Bible He's not talking about scripture here. He's talking about the word that he speaks to you. And I want you to visualize it as the word that he he bends over, whispers in your ears, you're seated next to him in heavenly places. That's not your perspective. That's not your viewing. He leans over, says something to you. And what he says to you is able to divide the soul from the spirit. It's it's able to divide. It's able to show you not what you're seeing by spirit and what's what you're seeing by your mind, your will, and your emotions. What what the five sense data is feeding into you, and the soul does. Soul doesn't like that competition. The soul the soul is telling you that's not logic. That's not reasonable. That's don't don't listen to that. That's that's going to get you in trouble because the soul is used to having its way. The word that he speaks to you is gonna, it's, the word is marismos. it's gonna cause a separation of soul and spirit. And the soul and the spirit are going to be pulling in different directions. And your soul is gonna be over here, it's gonna be bawling and squalling and crying and begging and pleading to get its own way because it's a spoiled brat, it really is. Your soul is a spoiled little brat and it wants its way. But the spirit says, this is the way. He leans over, whispers to you, says this is the way I want you to walk in it so you're going to have a battle and when when you start to understand this and you are this morning when I'm done with you you're going to understand it you're going to be able to sit in your recliner your easy chair and you're going to face a circumstance there's going to come something up where somebody wrongs you and the soul says you're nobody's doormat you don't need to take that you need to read them off you need to let them have it and your spirit's going to say Extend to them the grace that's been extended to you. Spirit's going to say, forgive them as I've forgiven you. The soul's going to say, that's not reasonable. They're never going to learn their lesson. And you're going to sit in your easy chair. And because of what I'm teaching you this morning, when God speaks a word to you, it's going to separate the two. You're going to sit. I've done this. I've done this many times. I've sat in my recliner and watched my spirit and my soul battle it out. Argue it out. I have felt the internal struggle. You ever felt that? That internal struggle. Spirit says this, seated next to the Father in Christ, you're in union. That's your perspective, but the soul doesn't like it, and it speaks up. So you're going to sit there, and the decision that you make is going to come through the one which is stronger, either your soul or your spirit. Your soul is your ego. Your spirit is, is a directive of the Father. So your ego and the spirit are battling this out. All right, let me, let me read a little bit to you from the Passion Translation from Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and let me read down uh, verses 6 to 10 out of Romans chapter 8. All right, so let's just see what's going on here. Romans chapter 8, and let me pick it up in verse uh, 6. It says, for the mind set on the flesh, the five senses is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. So there you got the struggle. You got the battle. Can you see that? You got the struggle going on. Which which minded are you going to follow? Are you coming from an earthly view, earthly perspective, or are you coming from a higher vibration, a higher consciousness, a higher dimension? He said one produces death, one produces life. It's up to you. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plans and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are dominated by the flesh. You're not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you're not following his direction. All right, let me read one more verse. Verse 10. Now Christ lives his life in you. That's the union. That's the union. He lives his life in you. And even through your body may be dead because of the effects of sin. His life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted and in union with God. Wow. I mean, you could sit on that passage all day. That just draws the distinction out really well, doesn't it? All right, let's come over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And let me pick it up at verse 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse, uh, there we go, verse 11. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by the spirit, the spirit of God. So we got two dimensions working here, man's and God's. For we did not receive the spirit of the world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished on us and we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. So, you know, I, I'm gonna move on because of time, but I, I just wanted you to see the separation that one, one produces life, one produces death, and now that you're in union, your perspective. I'm really on perspective this morning because I want your viewpoint to change in how you see things. When you are seeing through the revealed word, the word that comes into you, that implanted word, which is seen through the eyes of the Father and it's revealed, it lifts your view, it lifts your perspective to a new dimension. And you know what it does? It infuses you, listen, it infuses you with the power that that revealed word carries. Let me make it simple. If God speaks to you a word, there is within that word If you're seeing it from his perspective, hearing it with his ears, there's within that word the power to do what that revealed word of God directs you to do. Whatever it asks you to do, you have the power to be able to do it. Ephesians 1.18 says this. Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that they would open up, that you would know two things. First of all, that you would know the hope of his calling there's only one calling. You know the hope of his calling. There's only one calling that he has for those that are seated next to him, and it's the calling to bring fusion of heaven and earth together. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're doing here at the Digital Cathedral. The teaching that we're doing is bringing within you a merger of heaven and earth with the kingdom, it's called the kingdom, with the kingdom having dominion. Now, once it takes place in your life, it can take place in your family, within your neighborhood, within your city, within the state, within the nation, and within the world. It's yeast that works in the lump. So here's the the calling. The hope of the calling is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is is in heaven, so that there is a merging of the two. Now listen to me. This This is gonna be too heavy for some of you. There's coming a time when heaven and earth are so merged together that you're gonna walk in both dimensions at one time, And it's gonna be like walking from the kitchen into the dining room. If there's no, you're really not gonna know which one you're even in. Paul said, I knew a man. He said, I don't know if I was in the spirit or in flesh.' He said, I just knew knew this guy. It's gonna be that, that merged so much. You're gonna be able to walk in both dimensions of heaven and earth at the same time. So all the teaching that we're doing about union, all the teaching that we're doing about no separation that's happening all over the world. It's part of the plan of the father in integrate And bringing the hope of his calling of the fusion of the merger of the two as one it's the dominion of the kingdom the expansion of the kingdom for which there is no end all right then the second thing Paul says I pray that the eyes of your understanding would open that first of all you know the hope of his calling and second of all you know the inheritance that belongs to you as a saint when you see from his view in Union and you're seeing from his perspective all of a sudden you begin to understand that grace has deposited, direct deposited, just like your check into the bank, direct deposited into your life by the Father, things that we're still blind to, but your eyes are opening are opening to. Right now your eyes, we haven't seen it all yet. We have, we have no idea. Our eyes are not open wide enough. They're, you know, maybe open like this. And hope this morning they're open a little bit more. And what he's trying to do is open our eyes wider and wider. So don't be shaken. Don't be shaken when your eyes pop open, when your eyes pop open and you see what you never saw. One of the reasons you're here at the Digital Cathedral is to hear what you've never heard. Because if you don't hear what you've never heard, you'll never see what you never saw, even though it's right in front of you. How many verses in the Bible, now that you've come into grace and understanding the finished work and unconditional of all these things, how many things in the Bible have you now seen that you never saw before, but was right in plain sight? It's because you're looking from a different perspective now. You're seeing it from a different point of view. So when you see it, then all of a sudden you can understand it and believe it. When I when I say it, I when I say see it, I mean when it's revealed. When the eyes of your understanding are open, then you then you understand it and you can believe it. You can't believe it till you see it. So for you to believe it. You have to, you have to see it, and for you to see, you have to hear what you've never heard before. That's what the Spirit of Truth is doing. He's speaking things to you that you're hearing, so that the eyes—oh, this is this is good, guys. I hope you're listening. That the eyes of your understanding be open. He's having—he's having—I guess that's a Texas term. He's having—he's having to speak things to you you've never heard and your soul doesn't like it, and your soul's saying, man, that's heresy, that's wrong. But inside, you're leaping for joy. You're like the babe in uh, Elizabeth's womb that leaped for joy when it saw Jesus. There's something in you that leaps for joy when you see Jesus like you've never saw him before. You start to see the magnitude. You start to see your position. You start to see the perspective through which you view. There's something that goes off inside. This is what the kingdom's about. This is what the kingdom's about. There has not been very much in-depth teaching. Most places that teach kingdom, you're not going to hear it on this depth that I'm telling you this morning. Seeing through the eyes of the Father, from our ascended position of union, which empowers us to now see what we never saw before. So the question this morning that I hope is rolling around in your mind is, what the heck am I seeing? What is it that has been open to me and how much more is there to see? Let, let me read this for you out of the Passion Translation. First, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to pick it up in a couple verses quicker. I want, I want to pick it up in verse 9 out of, out of the Passion Translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. God, I'm in 2 Corinthians. That's not going to work. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and let me pick it up in verse 9. All right. So the question is, what are you seeing? How, how do you expand your seeing? So Paul gives us an insight. He says, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things that God has in store to all of his lovers, right? You're a lover of God. If you're spending time in communion with him instead of that old religious evangelical prayer life of begging, squalling, bawling, asking for God's presence to come do something for you, If you're a lover of him and you're communing with him staying in touch with him then he says listen to this let me read it again things never discovered or heard before and beyond our ability to man imagine man that's mind-blowing these are the many things that god has in store for his lovers but god now unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit yes he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Uh, Did you catch all that? That's, that, that That's almost beyond belief that this dimension, this level of consciousness, this reality, which is really our reality, is just beginning now to open up to us as we grasp our union and we see from his perspective. Our worldview, our value system, how we compute things, uh, all hinges on our perspective, all hinges on our perspective. When we're able to look from the highest dimension, then we can see the farthest. We make, let me make it simpler. The higher you go, the farther you can see. And remember, I'm not, about, I'm not talking about moving out past Pluto. I'm talking about in in spirit, in vibration, in consciousness. The higher you elevate, the more you see the union. The more that you see your perspective, the more you're able to see of the Father and the secrets He has for us. All right, let me let me read this for you out of the out of the New King James. Philippians chapter three and verse twenty. This this addresses Philippians chapter three and verse 20. This this addresses a little bit perspective, right? Galatians and Ephesians chapter three and verse 20. Paul says this, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. Ephesians chapter three, and verse twenty. I think I think the uh, King James says our conversation is inevitable, which is a, which is a bad translation. Con, con, actually, conversation is not a is not a, is not a very good translation. It's, it's a terrible translation. It, it, it's, it's actually the Greek word politi, polita politomayo That's it. Politomayo. I'm trying to pull back on my memory. Politomayo. And it means citizenship, community, or commonwealth of citizens. The the Passion Translation picks up on it really well. And I like like the slant that the Passion puts on it. So let me me hit the Passion real quick. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. Don't leave me this morning. Whatever you do, stay with me till the end. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. But we are a colony of heaven on earth. Man, I love that. We're a colony of heaven. That's where our citizenship is. Your citizenship is not here. Your citizenship is in heaven. We are a colony of heaven on earth. That is a great perspective. As we cling tightly tightly to our life-giving the Lord Jesus Christ. So we cling to him. We're in union with him. And as we're in union with him, then all of a sudden we understand that we're not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. Our colony is in heaven and we're now colonizing the planet earth. We are invading the earth man with the kingdom with the co- we're colonizing, we're pioneers. That fits as well doesn't it here to digital. We're pioneers into the earth colonizing and spreading the good news. Thank you guys for helping me, supporting me, and helping me spread this. You're partnering, you got you know, you got skin in the game. We're pulling on this thing together and it's pretty, it's pretty exciting stuff. So, if we've been raised to a new perspective, if we've been seated with him then our citizenship our identity is not on earth so we can abandon that perspective we can abandon that viewpoint where we don't have to see from there anymore Paul used that word citizenship to show us our union to show us the power source to show us the perspective how we view things not from the earthly dimension It's all from above. It's not from beneath, it's from above. So now here's the the shift. It has to do with union. You have to see yourself now from above and not from the earth. Can you do that? Jesus could do that. Jesus verbalized it. Can, Can I read it for you? Again, let me read out of the Passion Translation. John chapter eight, verse 23. Jesus saw himself with the right perspective living out of the right out of out of the right place uh, John chapter 8 and verse 23 Jesus said that Jesus spoke up and said you are all from the earth I'm from above now if Jesus is from above and our life is hidden with him then guess where we're from I, I can't get away from this union because it creates perspective I am from above I am NOT from this world like you are that's why I've told you that you will all die in your sins if you fail to believe that I am that I am if you if you fail to get it that you also are from above then you're gonna miss the mark you're gonna die missing the mark that's that's doesn't mean you're gonna die in adultery or robbing a bag it means you're gonna die missing the bar mark of your actual true identity which Jesus said is is from above so we're shifting shifting here a little there a little uh, and can I just tell you the shifting is gradual it's in small increments, it's in small baby steps. you're ascending in consciousness and vibration it's it's coming a little bit at a time don't don't get uh don't get nervous, don't get upset don't don't try to move faster than what you can because it's in baby steps, small increments that you don't even realize until there comes a time you look back like I can look back right now on even a year ago, two years ago, I am not anywhere near where I was. Now, then, or where I am now, yeah, at this point, at that point, I have moved further, and you've moved further, and as I move further, I teach further, and you're tuned in with me, and you pick up on it, and the Spirit of God takes you and shows you beyond what I'm showing you, so you can continue to ascend, but it's in small steps, and I want to say that so you don't get discouraged, until all of a sudden you look back, and you see how far that you've actually come. So our citizenship, all of our rights, our privileges, our resources are from above. Can you shift to that perspective? Can you at least make the the mental shift? Now, I know a lot of you are struggling because I'm going deep this morning. I understand that. I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep. So you may want to go back and listen to this a couple times. We see the way the Father sees. We see what the Father sees. We see how he sees. We see when he sees it. We, we regulate and we live according to the operation of there and not here. That's how we regulate our life. You get your marching orders, you get your living instructions from there and not here. We're not dictated to by the government. I don't care who's the president. It's you know We all have an interest in it. I have an interest in it too. I love my country, but that's not really where I get my marching orders from. And some of us get too caught up in stuff. We get so caught up in this world that we forget where our place of citizenship actually is. And we're not hearing what the Father says how to deal with it. We're getting so caught up in it that we're, we're working on it in our flesh. Stop it. Stop it right now. Get your perspective, get your head screwed on right. Get your spiritual head screwed on right. Start listening with your spirit ears and your spirit eyes. We're not wrestling with flesh and blood here fellas and gals sons and daughters manifesting. That's not where, that's why I'm teaching union and perspective right now. We need to make a shift. If we can't see through the eyes of the father, then w- here's what's happened. We haven't cut the ropes and the ties to this planet and ascended in our vibrational level. We, we're, we're, we're like a hot air balloon. You know, the hot air balloons filled with hot air. It wants It wants to go, but it still has ropes and ties. But when you start taking the ropes and ties off that hot air balloon, man, it starts, it starts, the thrust begins to really grab hold. And when that last rope is cut, the balloon is free to fly. And that's what's going on in our life. Some of us still have a lot of ropes and ties holding us down. But the spirit of truth is coming and he's cutting those ropes. He's cutting religion. He's cutting nonsense. He's cutting false doctrines. He's cutting things you believe for years, but the spirit of truth is showing you it ain't so. It ain't so. And the more that he cuts, the freer you become. You move from glory to glory. All right, l- 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 let me just read another verse here out of Passion. Ephesians chapter 2. Hope you're getting something out of this. I know that you are, and I hope it's just not whizzing over your head because that that's not my intention. But I think a lot of you are ready for this. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Here's union. And his fullness fills you. His His fullness fills you. Even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. Wow. Even, even in that position, it says, he filled you. Now you were blind to it, dead to it. You didn't know it but he did a work in you, but you couldn't see it. See, he's done a whole lot more work in us right now than what we're able to see, but our eyes are opening every day. Verse five, even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, all right, that was our perspective, that's where we lived. That was our view. In that position, in that place, listen, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. You ain't going to hear that taught in any church that I know of except in a church that's free. When we were dead in trespasses and sins, I think New King James puts it, that's when he saved us by his grace. In that place, in that position, you didn't see it. You didn't know it, you were blind to it. So when your eyes opened, you called it getting born again. You called it. All it did, really what happened is you you awoke to what had always been there for you. You awoke to who you always were. You didn't know it. You were blind to it. But when the eyes of your understanding came open, you were like Paul in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, when he said, "When it pleased the Father who separated me from my mother's womb to reveal the Christ in me. Didn't say reveal Christ to me. He said reveal him. He's already in there. He's in every person that you're ever gonna meet. And it's our job to flip the switch, to help them understand union and perspective and the things that we talk about here at the Digital Cathedral every week. I'm telling you, they will set people absolutely free. They'll love Jesus exponentially. When religious people get a hold of what I teach, it's not they get a license to sin, that's a bunch of hogwash. It's that they begin, grace enables you to love the Father exponentially because now you're free to. Do you know what grace does? Grace exposes the motive of your heart. If you're a, if you're a, a vindictive uh, uh, un, you know nasty old person, Grace going reveal it's not going to excuse it. It's going to reveal who you are. So we've come up positionally. that's my, that's what I'm teaching you this morning. Our perspective has has we've arrived at it positionally. We are there objectively. that means it's a fact. it's not debatable. It's the absolute honest truth. So now the work of the Spirit, is cutting the ropes and he's bringing it into our lives experientially so that we can manifest it and that's where we're living. We understand some objective truth, we understand it positionally, right? It's a a done deal, it's it's settled, it's over, It's, it's not gonna change, it's just the way that it is. But now you're beginning to realize it and this is where the life changes, this is where the shift comes, this is where the freedom pours in like a leaky roof in Houston, Texas, when you have a hard freeze. It just gushes in and nothing can stop it, right? That's, that's where we live our daily life. We live it out of union, all right? That empowers us as we get consciousness of union. That empowers us. And once you know your union, then it's easy to jump and shift to say, okay, I've, I've ascended, I'm seated with Christ next to the Father, the right hand of the Father, so now my perspective, I'm teaching union and perspective, perspective as a one-two punch. Now my perspective, I've ascended, I'm, I'm changing the way that I see with my eyes, I'm changing the way that I hear with my ears. The whole world is changing around me because I know there's no separation between me and the Father. That's a religious lie from the pit of hell that you were ever separated from the Father. Paul said, and what, what is it? I can't remember. It was in Galatians, uh, Colossians 2.13, that we were alienated in our minds by wicked works. You were never alienated. You thought you were. Adam thought he was. He wasn't. God knew where he was, went looking for him. But see, it's, it's, it's a hard thing for us to accept union because we've had so much confirmational bias drilled into us by religion that we're separated from God. Sin separates us. The Father never said that. Jesus never said that. Jesus or Paul never told you that sin separates you. There's not one, one scripture, New Covenant, or in the Gospels, pre-cross, where Jesus said, you got this old dirty, edemic nature that's separated from God, and if you die that way, you're going to burn in hell. He never told, one, never told one person that. He did warn some Pharisees, if you don't straighten up, you're gonna go through some purging. You're going through fire, which religious people will because that stuff needs to be burnt up, needs to be done away with. So we're burning it up ahead of time. <laughs> the Digital Cathedral, we got a fire. See the candle behind me? We got a fire going every week and we're burning that garbage up right now. We're, we're living in the kingdom. So as we make a transition off, out of this body to a higher level, man, we're gonna be advanced. We're going to the head of the class because you're gonna keep developing and moving from where you leave this dimension to that dimension, that's where you're gonna pick up. I'm absolutely convinced of that. So let me, let me just say, you move you move at the Father's pace in this. So again, I don't want, I, I don't want any of this to bring condemnation to you or to feel like you failed or you're not measuring up. That's not what this is about. Don't get discouraged. The Father moves you at his pace and as you're able to assimilate it. So rest in him, rest in him. Be encouraged every day. Enjoy the trip, enjoy the journey, enjoy the time that you have. And as he unveils yourself to you and you begin to see you, that's gonna be the first perspective change you you have is you're gonna see you like he sees you. Not like church saw you, not like the pastor down the church said, you're uh, just an old sinner saved by grace. God does not see you that way, never has seen you that way. That's what religion taught you, to control you and manipulate you. You just relax, stay with this. Listen, don't fake it. Religion taught you to fake it, to act religious, to act pious, holy, perfect. Don't do it. You be you, right where you're at in the journey, you be you. He made you to be the best you on the planet. You don't have to be me. You don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to be you. You just be where you're at in this journey. Paul prayed this in, Colossians, in Galatians chapter four and verse 19. He said, my, my little children, he said, I'm travailing in birth again until Christ is formed in you. That's a process. That's a process, no time limit. The, the forming can go on for eons of time, right? It's progressive. Earlier Paul said, I quoted that, Galatians 1, 15, 16. Paul quoted that, he said, man, here's my starting point. My starting point was when the Christ was revealed in me. Jesus wasn't revealed to him, he was re- the Christ was revealed in him. When the Christ was revealed in him, Jesus was revealed to him. I'm a, I'll let you think on that one for a while. See, the discovery is a revelation. The discovery is a revelation. Paul got a revelation, Christ in him. But the formation of the Christ in us is a process. And it's to be enjoyed. It's to be, it's to be uh, exciting. It's to be looked upon with favor from, from your place of citizenship. So if I can get the union nailed down, I can get the perspective nailed down, it's, it makes this walk a whole lot easier as it unwinds. So this unlimited life, let me just say this in conclusion. This unlimited life is from above. And it gives us a bird's eye view of his favor, of his blessings. It gives us a bird's eye view of people. All of a sudden, you can look at people different. You don't have to get upset and mad at them when they do you wrong. You see them like the father sees them. Your soul is going to say, don't let them go. Don't forgive them. But you know what? As your spirit gains ascendancy over your soul, your soul will learn to shut up. Once your soul has learned it's not going to get its way, that it can't, that it can't intimidate you, it can't bawl and squall and, and, and demand and command, once it learns that, it, it comes back in submission to the spirit. There's nothing wrong with a strong soul. There's nothing wrong with a strong mind, with strong emotions, with a strong will. There's nothing wrong with that. It just needs to be in submission. Let me get up where you can see it. It needs to be under submission to your spirit. See right now, the, the soul is used to, to calling the shots. But when Hebrews 4, 12 takes place and the word of God comes into you like it's coming right now and you're seeing union, you're seeing perspective, all of a sudden you're seeing with the eyes of the father. So the father leans over and says something to you. Now the spirit is beginning to wrestle and say, wait a minute, soul man. It's actually, the, the, the word is pneumatic, num- uh, uh, sakikos He's a sakikos man, suke, soul. He, he's, he's fighting, but, but the pneuma, the, the spirit, the, the pneumaticos man is starting to gain ascendancy. And when he takes ascendancy, then the soul will come back in submission and will work under direction of the spirit. And that's when it's powerful. When your emotions are directed by spirit, they are powerful when you have a strong will that is directed by spirit man that i think paul had a very strong will i mean he had to to endure and go through the things that he did so i'm not saying annihilate your spirit i'm not our, your will i'm not saying get rid of your emotions don't be emotional i'm saying that they're not to control your life so as we look at union and we look at perspective we're starting to set kingdom priorities within our being we're starting to set kingdom priorities that will release from us the perspective of the father and the understanding that Jesus had, that he and the Father are one, so that you and I will be able to say, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So at this higher dimension, at this higher place, man, we're loaded with benefits like Jesus was. Jesus had need of nothing. We're loaded, we're loaded with blessings. And now you're ready for the next step, all right? I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do next week, because I wanna prepare you. If you've got the union down, Alright, and I want to make sure that you have that down. If you don't, take some time with it. uh, Meditate it. Think about it. Get face to face with with daddy and he will help you. Then once you see that, the perspective comes a little bit easier. The union thing is hard because we've been trained in so much separation. But once the perspective is down, you've got those power twins working of union and perspective. Now you're ready to begin to give to other people to impart what you have. So I'm gonna take two weeks, next week and the following week, I wanna talk about how we impart. I'm asked this a lot. How do, I, how do I explain this to people? What do I give to people? What do I say to people? So, but you need these two parts down because this is gonna enable you to, to speak out of spirit and not emotion. This is going to enable you when we get to the impartation for two weeks, it's going to help you to where you don't get all emotionally bound up and argue with people and, and, and rant and rave and, and call them names. I mean that happens so much on Facebook. And all that's telling you is that person is working out a soul. They haven't they haven't seen right perspective. So I want to talk to you about impartation, how we're able to give to others what we have. This this is why we're here. It's not just to hog it all up ourselves. It's to freely give what we've given. Now, here's the power of it, and this is your motivation. When you give what you have, it empties you to where you can receive more. It's like a container. When you take a pitcher of water and pour out the water that's in it, it's then able to receive more water. Now, you and I are like a wineskin. We're able to flex. As we pour that wine out, as we pour that new life out, we, we're, and new wine comes in, we flex, and we're able to receive more than what we poured out. So the, the impartation is important. We're gonna get into that next week. So see you Wednesday night. Let's talk some more about this. Been good to be with you. Thank you for all that you do to make the Digital Cathedral a worldwide event, a life-giving force, a life-changing message, I, I wish I could share with you all of the ma- emails I get and the messages I get of people that are being touched by your being part of the Digital Cathedral. Thank you for your comments as we teach on Sunday morning. Thank you when we're done teaching and you go over on the, on the YouTube and go down to the bottom and make a comment or you come over on the Facebook page because when we're done here I share it to Facebook and to the Don Keithley ministry page. Thank you for the comments there. Thank you for sharing it on other groups, On your page, Uh, I wouldn't be so presumptuous as to do that. I put it on my page, but thank you for sharing it. I wanna give a a shout out to my my lady in Waxahachie that does the podcast. A lot of people listen to the podcast at the gym or as as they walk, and we appreciate that too. Thank you for your support. And those of you that uh, contribute monthly, you really help us to gauge what all we can do. So it's a blessing. You're a blessing hope I'm a blessing to you hope what you learn here is a blessing let's continue on let's don't back up let's don't quit let's push forward there's so many good things i I, I see I'm seeing so much I have got planned honestly I have got planned this is this is what the 14th of of March I have planned through May what I want to do at the digital cathedral. And what usually happens is I get bogged down because I can't get it all out. So I have to go two, three parts on something. But the Lord is showing me so much that I want to share that's good. And he's building one week on the next. So don't miss, don't miss a week. Thank you and God bless you. We'll see you next time at the Digital Cathedral.